0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Come on, let's give Jesus the biggest round of applause that we're going to give him all day, because he's worthy of all of our praise. Look at all of you in church today; so glad that you're here, and uh, just want to let you know that uh, we have some guests here. My mother and father-in-law are here. Would you guys stand for just just a moment? And uh, they're visiting from El Paso, Texas today. And so glad and honored to be able to have them here. Um, please just don't tell any anything that I do or have done wrong to my mother-in-law. I just would appreciate it if you don't do that. Uh, But she'll be in the lobby. so glad. So glad that you are here, and we are continuing this amazing series that we've simply called Seasons. Seasons. And I think that we would all agree that we have great seasons. Anybody had some great seasons of life? Let me see your hands. You have great seasons of your life. Man, life can be great at times. But how many of you would admit, and I think we all would admit here today, that we've had some tough seasons. Anybody's had any tough seasons? Let me see. Come on. We've had some tough seasons. And the reason why we're doing this series, I think sometimes when we don't understand that seasons can change and the purpose of seasons in our lives is that what can happen is in the bad seasons, we think that seasons are never going to change and it can affect our vision. It can affect our dreams. It can affect what we believe God has for us. But I want to tell you this morning, just like in life, seasons change. And I believe seasons are changing in your life today. I believe God is doing things in your life today. And if you have your Bible, let's look at Matthew chapter 13. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 13 verse 24. And as you are turning to Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, I want to read our theme scriptures that comes out of Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. And it says to everything, there is a season to everything, everything. There is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. See, I didn't understand a lot of times when it came to seasons that everything has a season. Do you know that there are some friendships in your life that God brings into your life for just a season? And if we don't understand that, I remember in Bible college, I had a great friend. His name is Stephen Finke. His dad is an incredible pastor in Bogota, Colombia. He was my roommate for over two years. How many of you know there's sometimes there's friends that God brings along in your life and they become like brothers to you? Or ladies, they become like sisters to you. And, uh, and, I, and I, I, I loved hanging out with him for two years. A great guy. Never met anybody like him. But I remember when we read our separate ways, we're like, yeah, we'll keep in touch haven't heard from him since. I've only reached out once. But what I'm saying is that if you don't realize that God brings people in your life for seasons and you want to maximize those seasons. As a parent, we go through different seasons with our kids. And uh, Jacob and Cheryl just had little baby Levi. And uh, and they're going to be in a diaper changing season. And I just thank God that I am not in that season anymore with, with my child. But, you know, you have probably about 14 to 15 years, maybe 18 years, a season where your kids are listening to you that you need to invest. And it's important for us to know that God works in our lives and in this earth in seasons. And I've entitled today, The Power of a Seed, because I want to look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, because as we look at seasons, it's important that we understand the power of a seed. And Jesus is going, he's talking here. He's giving us a parable. We're going to look at this parable today. I think you're going to love it. You're going to love this message today. Verse 24 says this. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. Somebody say good seed. He sowed good seed in his field, but while the man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came to and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Somebody said good seed. How then does it have tares? How do we have weeds when we sowed good seed? And he said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no, Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time, everybody say at that time, at that time of harvest, I will say To the reapers. First, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat to my barn. I want to talk today about the power of a seed. You know, we bought our house about a year ago and God blessed us with an incredible house. And with the house came a microwave. It was already installed. It looks great. We thought, wow, it's a cool microwave. But we had some challenges with our microwave because we would put things in it and it would, as you, you know, you put your minute, do, 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 and then you hit start and it would start and then it would stop and then, stop and, then stop. and so you're standing there Waiting for your food. Now, let me just tell you this. The purpose of the microwaves was to zap the food, not to stand in front of the microwave and wait. It's supposed to be done quick, but it wasn't done quick. It would just turn on, and then it would turn off. And what would happen was we got a little concerned. Like, okay, is it the microwave? You know, what's the deal? Do we have a short? The electricity? And so you're standing there going, okay, how much is this going to cost? Well, it turns out it was none of that. The microwave that they installed actually had a sensor on it, and the sensor senses the food that's inside of it, and when it senses the food that's inside of it, it makes adjustment. And if the food is not uh, heavy enough, it'll just stop. Well, until we understood that, it was frustrating. How many of you know you really need patience when you're standing in front of a microwave going, come on, hurry up? You need patience, right? And so, but when we understood its use and how it was created, the frustration stopped and we realized that there's a sensor that's put in there to help control the heat so we can get the best out of the microwave. And the truth is, we didn't know how it operated. And when it comes to seasons in our lives, we need to understand the kingdom of God. And so Jesus was talking about the kingdom in this parable and many other parables. I mean, he talked about the kingdom of God a lot. But what he did in this parable, he said this, the kingdom of God is like a man sowing seed. And so he tells us what the kingdom of God is like. Now watch this. He tells us how the kingdom of God operates. And if you don't understand how the kingdom of God operates, you're going to be frustrated. You can be out of step. You can actually be out of time in God's timing. So he wants us to understand this. And like me standing in front of the microwave being frustrated, not understanding how it operates, once I understood how it operates, I can use the operation of how the microwave should operate to my advantage and get the most out of that microwave. And so Jesus wants us to know how the kingdom operates because he wants you to operate in that kingdom. Can I hear a good amen today? So he wants us to understand and so he wants you to know. And so here's the first point today as we talk about the power of a seed is that this is the foundation to our Christian faith. What is the foundation to our Christian uh, our Christian walk, excuse me. The foundation to our Christian walk is this. The kingdom of God operates in seed form. It comes to you in seed form. Now, when Jesus was talking back then to the Jews, the Jews had a different perspective. They thought Jesus was coming to overthrow the Roman government. They actually thought that Jesus was going to bring a sword, Jesus was going to be a, bring a spear, and he was going to overthrow the Roman government. But when he started talking about the kingdom of God is like a, a man that's sowing seed, they're like, What? I thought this was gonna be about spears and I thought this was gonna be about swords. You're talking about seeds? seeds. And many of them stopped following them, following him. Many of them rejected him. You know why? Because they didn't understand that the kingdom of God was like a man sowing seeds. If you read in Mark chapter four, Mark chapter four was the parable of the sower, where he talks about a man sows the seed and the seed is the word of God. And how the seed falls depends on the ground that it has. And it's, Reflective of our heart and how we hear the word of God. But watch this. He told that parable and then he started talking to his disciples, and the disciples were like, Jesus. Can you please explain what you just talked about? Because we did not understand that this whole thing about the parable. And Jesus said something to his disciples. And I hope that it will ring true for us today. Jesus said in Mark 4, talking about the parable of the sower and the seed. Listen, he said, if you don't understand this parable about the seed, you won't understand any other parable that I speak to you. If you don't get this, that the kingdom of God is like a man sowing seed, you're not going to get anything else until you understand this principle. And he was saying this. If you don't understand this, you're not going to understand anything else. You're not going to understand love. You're not going to understand grace. You're not going to understand holiness. You're not going to understand prosperity. Because everything God does is hidden in a seed. It's hidden in the seed. So you have to embrace this because if you embrace this, you'll get it and you'll operate how the kingdom wants you to operate. But listen, if you don't embrace this, you'll miss out you'll miss out on what the king has for you. And see, this is how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God works. This is how fruitfulness works in Christ. Your dream, your vision, your marriage, your walk with Jesus, it all comes in seed form. And let me encourage you today. I wanna encourage you today because everything that you're believing for my church family, everything that you're believing God for is not nearly as far away as it seems. However, it just starts in a form that you don't like. Bible says this, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Today, I'm giving you seeds of the word of God, giving you seeds of the word of God, right? The kingdom of God is within us. And many of the things that God has deposited in our life, he's deposited at As seeds. And Jesus says, if you don't get this, you won't get anything. Watch this. If you don't embrace this, you won't embrace the kingdom. If you reject this, you're going to reject the kingdom of God. And here's the thing. You won't know what God is doing in your life. You won't be able to embrace what God is doing. And you'll always be out of step, out of sync, and out of timing with God. And I want to tell you, fruitfulness in God has more to do with timing than it does with doing let me say that again, fruitfulness with God. How many of you wanna be fruitful when it comes to the things of God and life? Fruitfulness has more to do with timing than it does with doing. And I just think that there's a lot of wandering and, and uh, wandering and, and, and uh, let me say it this way, wandering and what's the other word? wondering and wandering. Let me say that. I just think there's a lot of wondering and wandering Christians who are confused about their calling and they're confused about time. And here's the reality. They don't know how the kingdom of God works. And so I want to help us today in this series, understanding how the kingdom of God works. This is the basis, the foundation of our Christian walk. Here's number two, that we need to understand when it comes to the power of a seed, that that Is in this. Now, here's the reality. Every time you look at a seed, I today have an apple seed. It doesn't look sexy. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's very small. Look at how having a little trouble here getting these out. Right here is an apple seed. It's slimy, it's gooey. Some of you can't even see that because it's so small. It's barely, it's so minute in my hand. But here's the reality. Here's what we like. I want this, Pastor. Oh, I want the fruitfulness. I want the manifestation of the kingdom of God in my life. But here's what we need to realize. That that, right here, that what you want is in this. Let me say that again. That, I want that, Pastor. I want that. Oh, I want the fruitfulness. I want the right time. But what we have to realize is that that is right here in this. Now, let me tell you, a lot of times here's what we're praying for. We're praying for this. Oh God, oh God, give me an apple. And a lot of times here's what he'll do. He'll give you a seed. He does this with our finances. Oh God, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough in my finances, God. You know, bills are, are piling up. And here's what he does. He gives you a seed to sow. And here's what I'll tell you. If you look inside your hand and what you have in your hand doesn't meet your need, it's your seed. Let me say it again. If what you have in your hand doesn't meet your need, then that means that God just gave you a seed to sow. And the Bible tells us that God loves seed because he'll give seed to the sower. So we're praying for a breakthrough because right here, this is significant of breakthrough, the fruitfulness, all oh, this is what I love. And here's what God will do because the kingdom of God is like a person sowing a seed. God will give you a seed. So we have to realize that that right here is right here in this. T.D. Jake says, God's not in the table making business. We pray for God to give us stuff that he doesn't do. If you pray for a table and you want a wood table, God will give you an acorn seed. And what he'll do is he'll give you a seed to sow. Now this is what's interesting to me and I don't understand it, is that some people eat their seed. They're bitter, they're disgusting, seeds were never meant to be eaten. They were meant to be sowed. And the kingdom of God operates. And here's what happens. When you sow a seed, then God gives you another apple and he'll give you an apple with more seed inside. This is how the kingdom of God operates. But what we don't realize is that this right here is in this. Oh, Pastor Phil, Man, I would love a great marriage. I would love for God to be working in my life. Well, here's what he does. He gives you the ability to sow seeds in your marriage. Oh, Pastor Phil, I want the finances. Man, I want to be like Dave Ramsey, Pastor Phil. I want to do that, okay? So here's the question. What are you doing with this? Because that right here is in this. Right in here is an apple tree. Right in here is an apple. But it doesn't look like anything sexy. It doesn't look like anything attractive because it's a seed. But I want that. But this is what I got. And when I look at it, watch this. Here's the thing. This is so easy to despise. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's small. And I'm about all about God wants us to live a big life. God says in John 10, 10, that I've come to give you the abundant life, right? That Jesus came to give us. It's the abundant life. It's the big life. And that's the life that God has for you. But here's what he does is he gives you a seed to start. Woo. See, nobody's excited about seeds. See, look. I don't want no seed. Well, see, if you reject this, then you reject this. Let me try this side. If you reject this, you reject this. If you reject this, you reject this. And here's what we don't understand. We don't understand that that's how the kingdom operates. It operates. Many people reject the seed because it's small, small pastor Phil, I want the big life. The Bible says, if you're faithful in what is small, if you'll be faithful in the little things, God will be rule, make you rule over much. Watch this, are you ready? I know, today was not gonna be a jumping and shouting message, I understand, And but maybe when I'm done, you'll be jumping about seeds because you can understand the potential of what a seed can do in your life because God has given you the potential of an apple tree, an apple juice business, an apple tree business, and here's what he did, he gave you a seed, but you're gonna to have to work the seed. No, I don't like that, Pastor Phil. I don't like that. But here's the thing this is so small. If you can't manage this, how can you manage this? That's how God thinks. Come on, you can say an amen. I know you look shocked, but you can say an amen. Say it shocked. Amen. <laughs> and many of us are in trouble because we want this in this season. But we don't realize that seeds produce seasons in our life. Woo-hoo. I'm coming for you today because it's pastor appreciation. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dr. Schuler said this. He said, you can count the seeds in an apple, but you cannot count the apples inside a seed. Let me say that again. You can count the seeds One, two, three, four, five, six in the apple. But you can't count how many apples this right here is going to produce in your life. And you know what? This is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a man who plants seeds. And we have to realize the potential of this seed. But don't despise the day. You know, Zechariah 4.10 says this. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Why do we despise it? Because it's small. Can I just remind you, you were small too at one time. You didn't come into the world as a full-blown person. God created one adult in the garden, and he never did it again. Everybody else, including Jesus, came into the world as a baby. And even Jesus came in as a baby, something small. And you know what? Mary and Joseph had baby Jesus and they saw the potential. They saw that the king of kings would come into the world as a baby, but the innkeeper looked at the same baby, right? Well, the innkeeper looked at Mary and Joseph, right? And she was pregnant. She knew what she was pregnant with. She had the son of God, but the innkeeper looked at her and Joseph and said, you know what? There's a cave over there and you can go over there and have that baby. But you know what? Mary protected that baby because she knew the potential of something small. This is why Herod tried to kill the king of kings. You know why he tried to kill the king King of kings as a baby? Because he didn't want it to grow up because he knew the potential of that child. This is why the enemy comes against us so hard because he knows the potential of what God has invested in your life. Come on, somebody. Come on, give him a good round of applause. But watch this. Zechariah 4.10 says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. Look at this. For the Lord rejoices. Look, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So this is how God begins the work in your life. He gives you a seed. And so God rejoices in the small. Why? Because it represents the start. This is not the apple. This is the apple seed. Seed. This is the start, and it's got to be planted. My church family, sowing seed is your investment into a new season because seeds become your seasons. Pastor Phil, I don't like where I'm at, and I don't like the season I'm in. Sow a seed because your seed is an investment to a new season. Your seed is a new investment to your future. And so what we do is we look at where we're at. We look at our seed and go, that ain't going to help me. Oh yeah, yeah it is. Ask Jack and the Beanstalk. All he had was seeds, and it led him to heaven because he put it in the ground. Well, oh, that's not in the Bible, I know. But you know what? It's a story about seeds. And some of us, you got this right here, God's given to you, and you, go, I, don't, I don't know, and I don't understand. I don't like the season where men plant the seed, plant the seed. See, for some of you, you don't like the season you're in, and it's because you don't realize the power of the seeds. Now, let me just help us today. Some of us are in a season that we don't like because we did not realize the power of this. You have been sowing the wrong type of seeds. This is why some of us are in a season right now that I will call harvest. We don't like what we're harvesting. And it's because we don't understand how the kingdom of God operates. See, listen, my church family, your deeds are seeds. Let me say that again. Your deeds are seeds in your life. How you treat other people is a seed. You know, I've never counseled a married couple in 25 years of counseling that came into my office and said this. You know, Pastor Phil, our marriage was great. It was absolutely A plus. It was great. But last night, this happened. And this is why we're upset at each other. This is why we're mad at each other. Everything else was good. But you know what? It was just this one time. It's never happened. You know what happens is they start to step into a season of harvest and we sit down and we talk about a situation, but it's not about the situation. You know what it's about? It's about a season that they've come into because husband and wife don't like the seeds that they've planted into each other. And now, watch this, now you realize the power of a seed. How? Because you're in a season you don't like. And so we'll despise it when it looks this way. Oh, but now when you got a bad apple, you don't want to eat that. You're like, "Have this apple get so bad because you planted bad seed." But here's the good news. You choose how you sow seed. You choose. You walk into church today like this. Listen, that's a seed. That's I I don't understand why people don't like you. Cuz you're in seed fest. This is the seed. Man, people at church, man, they just, you know, they're supposed to. See right here? This is is a seed. You know what this says? Don't talk to me. It's a seed. Listen, watch. (laughs) That's a seed. I think life is more about a seed fest than it is anything else. It is. People are talking to you and you're like, bro, you just planted a seed. And guess what? It will come to harvest. It will come to harvest. You know, I'm amazed how I hear that spouses talk to each other. You know, I, I just have a pet peeve and, and, and my wife knows this. Man, I, I do not like when people use the words, I don't care. Your wife tells you something and you go, I don't care about that, bro. He just planted a seed. Just hit somebody in the eye. I'm sorry. Now you know the power of a seed. Tell your kids. I hear this all. And you know, I know you don't mean it. Oh, I don't care about it. I don't care. Those words... Are seeds Because not only are your deeds seeds, but your words are seeds too. And you can use your words to pick people up, build people up, and plant seeds. Or you can use your words, the very same words, to tear people down. But ladies and gentlemen, they're both seeds. And you get to choose the seeds you sow. And I want to tell you, there's more of a responsibility on us. We can cause seasons to happen by the seeds that we sow. Come on, I'm preaching way better than you're looking at me. Come on. Give the Lord a good round of applause. I'm trying to help some people today understand that you are a seed sower. So you know what? We have to decide. Be a strategic sower. Plant. Be a, 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 a planter. Plant good seeds with everybody. Everybody you come in contact with. Listen, Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever. What? What? Whatsoever, what? Whatsoever a man sows, that's what he also reaps. Watch, whatever. Whatsoever you sow. The Bible says that everything reproduces after its own kind, right? When me and my wife came together and we had our first child, we did not give birth to a baboon. We gave birth to a child because everything reproduces after its own kind. When two giraffes come together, they do not produce a cheetah. I know they're both spotted, but come on, somebody. Giraffes make giraffes. I want to help you. Listen, I love you. I'm going to step on your toes, and then we're going to have a healing line, and then I'm going to pray for all your toes. Some of you look at your kids, and you don't like what you're reproducing. Change your seed. Everything. See, sometimes we want to produce what we think, but you actually reproduce what you are. And what you are is reproducing in people's lives, right? Is this helping anybody? Like, wow, this is pretty intense. Well, your life hinges on this. Some of you don't understand. See, some of you have trouble making friends. So here's the thing. If you have trouble making friends, you need to check yourself because I guarantee you, you have trouble being friendly. You can't plant those seeds. Oh, Pastor Phil, you don't understand. I am so friendly. How many friends do you have? None. Well, your definition of friendship and the whole world's definition of friendship is pretty different. Right? Friendship is not you talking all the time. I didn't, you know, I, didn't, hey, can we, I, I I met with a person. I, I thought maybe possible friendship, right? Could. Now, as a pastor, if we meet, I understand. It may be counseling. You may talk and talk. I get it. But when it comes to friendship, I'd like to say a couple words too. And I met with somebody and, and they were talking the whole time, the whole time. And I just listened and ate, listened and ate. They kept talking. So I ordered dessert. Come on, somebody. <laughs> they kept talking, ordered coffee. It wasn't counseling. I thought it was friendship. And you know what I thought was funny is they texted me later and said, Hey man, I had a great time. Let's do this again. I'm like, heck no. (laughs) Was this too real? You didn't even ask me how I want, how I want. I mean, at least if you're going to talk that long, pay for the bill. Come on somebody. (laughs) I want to have some fun too. Everybody's looking at me like, yeah, I love you, but I don't need to listen to you for an hour. If you want friendship, friendship says, hey, how are you doing? It's an investment into other people. Listen, it's planting seeds. Hey, how are you? Man, I love you. Man, you look good. It's not about, hey, me, 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 me. Pastor Phil, I don't have any friends. And you know what? I just think the whole world's crazy. No, you may be crazy. And you keep planting crazy. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Pastor Phil, all my friends are flaky. Oh. Oh. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. But maybe if all your friends are flaky, maybe you flaky too. I know flaky people don't want to admit they're flaky. Like I'll admit it later. It's amazing to me. You'd be surprised at how hard, cold, bitter people walk around and they walk away from situations talking about other people being hard, cold, bitter people listen, I know I'm being extremely practical today. Is, is that okay? I, I really want to because you're planting seeds whether you believe it or or not. It's like people say, well, this is good, Pastor," but I just really don't believe it. Here's the reality. If you don't believe it, it's working whether you believe it or not. You're planting seeds everywhere you go. So I might as well embrace it so I can use it, right? Well, I don't believe in the law of gravity. Hey, that's fine. But Try jumping out of a plane without a parachute and, and we'll see what you believe. But what happens is people come into a season of their life that is not good and they wonder why. It's because the seeds that they're planting. I, I knew a young lady and, um, and man, we tried to help her. I mean, my wife and I, we, we just, I mean, we made investment and we planted seeds and it was interesting to me because she was a little hard. She was rough and we, we knew it and we loved it and, and we loved her, but here's the reality. She could not understand Why so many people were rude to her all the time. Now, let me ask you a question. People are rude to you all the time? All the time? And it was amazing to me how she could point out who was rude. Oh, they're so rude. Oh, they're so rude. Oh, they're so rude. Listen, honey, you're probably the rudest. And the reason why everybody, not everybody, but in your world, everybody's rude because those are the seeds that you've sown. And we have to take a hard look at ourselves, my church family, and say, I'm producing, I'm planting. What are you? Well, Pastor Phil, nobody takes time with me. I guarantee you don't take time with other people. Pastor Phil, they just don't. Nobody understands me. I guarantee you don't understand other people. And you know what? I've heard this has helped me seek to understand before you seek to be understood. You know what that is? That's planting a seed. I'm going to try to understand, and then I'll be understood. And I'm telling you, this is about sowing and reaping. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter eight, verse 22, while the earth remains, sea time and harvest. While the earth remains, there is sea time and harvest, cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. My church family, this is working in your life. Why not understand how it works so you can use it to your Advantage and start planting the seeds of the season that you want to reap. Come on, is this good this morning? Why not? Why not be strategic about it? Now, I'm, I'm going to go here because we never really talk about this, but I need to say it because I love you. And today, with Pastor Appreciation, you loved me too. <laughs> and the seed you planted today will go a long way. The next three or four weeks. The messages are going to be incredible. You know why? Because you encouraged me. Oh, I didn't realize like I had anything to do with this. Well, what do you, you walk in here like passive? Do you think that you're going to get out of what we're talking about? Looking at me like this? (laughs) But if you look at me like this and plant a seed with expectation, you'll walk away with a harvest. You encourage me as a pastor, you'll get better messages. I'm just telling you. And if you don't come back to this church, great. The church you go to, encourage the pastor. Watch how good he'll preach. Instead of writing emails, I didn't like that light. It hit me right in the face. (laughs) Well, your eyes were supposed to be closed during worship. (laughs) See, when we talk like this, I think sometimes it's sobering. And I understand because we want God to do it all. Well, it's just God. No, 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 no. He gave you seed. He wants you to be a part of your seasons. Now, as long as the earth remains, this is what we have, seed time and harvest. Now, in the remainder of the time we have together, I just want to show you something. Because in the parable that we read, the Bible says that the man sowed good seed. Come on, say good seed. So he sows good seed. This is a good man. He realizes, just like today at Passion Life Church, when you walk out, I'm sowing good seed. How are you doing? How is it? Can I help you? Man, look at the smile on my face. Man, I'm opening doors for people. I'm loving on people. Listen, nobody at church gave me a hug today, so I'm going to hug three people. I guarantee you, you start hugging people, people will start hugging you. And you will come to church and go, wow, all these people appreciate me. You know why? Because you started appreciating people, right? And so this guy is sowing good seed. But then they wake up. Watch. They wake up the next morning. And when they wake up, they look out and they see that within the good seed that they planted, they're starting. Starts to be a good harvest, but in the harvest, there are tares, there are weeds, and the servants say something, and I think this can help us a lot. They say, Ho, 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 hold, hold on. There's something growing in this harvest that we didn't plant. Have you ever felt that in life? Pastor Phil, I am sowing good seed. Keep doing it. But you also need to know that when they woke up in the morning, there were weeds and there were things in their lives that they didn't sow. Now watch this. The man says, and this is God talking. He says, yeah, I didn't sow that. The enemy did. Because the enemy knows the power of a seed. And here's what he did. Because this is what the enemy does. He's a coward. He comes at night when you're asleep. He comes when you are unaware. He comes when you are supposed to be resting. And here's what he does he plants seeds. Too. And many of you in your life, he has planted seeds. And you, un- you don't understand why you act the way you act. You don't understand why you're doing the things you're doing. And maybe it's because there's been a seed that has been planted in your life that you didn't understand. Watch this. How does the devil's seeds come? They come in forms of thoughts. They come in forms of, you can't do that. God will never, those are seeds. And what you do with those seeds can determine a season. Watch this, some of you when you were little, you were unaware of life and someone came and they hurt you, they abused you and they planted seeds in your life because the enemy likes to come at night. The enemy likes to come and, Rob innocence. Listen to what I'm saying today. And I want us to understand because he wanted us to understand that in the kingdom of God, there is a kingdom of heaven, but there is also a kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness wants you to forever live in a bad season. My church family, I know people, listen, I'm telling you today that seasons can change, but I know people that have forever been in a bad season of their life and they don't realize, watch this, that it's the enemy. And I wanna help you today because the enemy is sowing seeds. He's sowing hurts. You know what he does? He sows fear in your life. And you may feel right now that you are in a season of attack, a season of attack. My church family, now let me just tell you this. When you start sowing good seed, because the harvest is so great, you need to know the enemy's not just going to sit back and go, wow, they have such a beautiful yard. You know what he's going to do? He's going to plant seeds in that beautiful yard. Watch this, because he understands your potential. That's why throughout the Bible they were, they were killing kids because they understood if this kid grows up with the potential they have, let's kill it in its infant stage. And so what the enemy does is he puts seeds in your heart. And the reason you're under attack is because the enemy wants to destroy your harvest. Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to say it again. The enemy wants to destroy your great harvest. If there wasn't a great harvest coming in your life, the enemy wouldn't care about you. So here's what he does. He doesn't come in a pitchfork with a pitchfork and a red costume. He comes with a seed and he plants it in your life. A seed of rejection. A seed. And there's so much potential in your life that the enemy wants to kill it right on its onset. And watch this, is this helping anybody? Listen, you can change your season, but listen, we have to be and do things the way God wants us to do things. Because the servant says this, okay, we see the weeds, we see that there's tears. Should we just go in and pluck it out? Let's just go pluck it out. Now watch this, number three, let God deal with your enemies. What's interesting I find is the man says no 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 don't pluck it out they're they're growing And I I thought, why would he say not just to go pluck it out? And here's why. He gives us the reason. He says, if you go pluck out the bad, you may pluck out some of the good that's happening. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because a lot of times we want a quick fix in our life. We want to, man, you know what? This person hurt me. Man, I'm going to go after them. You go after them. But here's the reality. I have found a lot of people that were right became wrong trying to fix something that was wrong. And here's what they did. They came against the enemy, but they became wrong and they became on the side of the enemy because of the way that they responded to the hurt and to the pain in their life. And he says, I don't want you going in there and just picking everything up. And because here's the reality, you're going to pick up the tears, but you're also, you have the potential to destroy the great harvest that God has for you because of what and how you handle stuff because now you're gonna sow some bad seed and you think that you can do that because you're hurt, but you need to be reminded that whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. You know, um, there's been times in my life where in the last six years and even youth pastoring, I'll get emails and, uh, and I'll read the emails and I'm just like, okay, Jesus. Here's what I do when I get these emails that make me really upset, I type. Uh, And delete that, Uh, take out the profanity. Uh, Get all the emotions out, all the feelings. And here's what I do. I save the draft. And sometimes I don't send it. Because what I just put on that email, man, could put me into a different season that I don't want to be in. And so I type it all out, man. And I read it like five times yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. Tweet that. Mm. Put that screenshot. And then I save it and I never send it because you know what? Here's what I've learned. God will deal with my enemies. Now watch, you can deal with your enemies and you're at risk at really hurting your harvest or you can let God deal with your enemies. Pastor Phil, you don't understand how they hurt me. You don't, I know. But vengeance, the Bible says is not wrong. It just says it's God's. God says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And if you don't think God is just, look at Jesus on the cross. He is just. But here's what I found. When I allow Jesus and God to handle my enemies, it takes a load and wait off of me, come on somebody. And you can become, you can be right and become wrong and mess up your whole harvest. Let God deal with your enemies. So watch this, right, let me say this, I put this in my notes. When you start to deal with your enemy, the enemy can start taking more territory than he already took. And here's why, you gave it to him because you became wrong even though you were right. And watch this. The enemy's gonna come and he's gonna try to steal, kill, and destroy. But my church family, I'm not gonna give him any more territory. I'm not giving that up. But a lot of people go crazy. And when you find out what happened to you, I understand. It wasn't right. I get it. But you became wrong in the way that you responded. And this man says, don't go just quick fixing. Let me, in my timing." I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna pluck out the weeds and the tares. And so watch this, the man, as the harvest comes, gets all of the weeds. God's gonna solve it. God's gonna take care of you. And there is a great harvest and they take all of the weeds, all of the tares, and they put it in the fire. He gets his harvest and puts it in the barn. My church family, here's number four. What God has invested in you is greater than the enemy's resistance against you. Let me say that again. I thought you'd get a little more excited about it, but maybe you didn't hear me. Watch. What God has invested in you and the seeds and the potential of greatness, what he's invested in you is greater than the enemy's resistance against you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Can we give the Lord a good round of applause? And let me close with this. Are you glad you came to church today? Galatians 6, 8. I want to close with this. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in what? In due season. In due season, we shall reap. Watch, if we don't lose heart. Sometimes we lose heart because we begin to do God's job. God doesn't want you to do his job. You let him deal with your enemies. And the enemy is coming against you because he knows there is a, can you leave that up please? A due season and it's coming. My church family, I'm telling you, it's coming. The due season is coming. Harvest is coming. Come on, let's change our seeds. Come on, let's begin to believe that God is bringing us into moments that we were created for, that we were intended for, and the enemy's not going to win in our life. God is going to bring about what he has invested in our lives. Come on, give him a good round of applause. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.